family. What? What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> Don't tell him? Tell him what? Don't tell him? Alright, I won't tell him. Okay, so I won't tell him. I not even look into the camera. I just look like... Like, if you want to do this to me, you just want to wave your hand in front of my face. Like, are you still there? It's weird. But now, like I said, I want you guys to feel me inside of you. <laughs> what? The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. I decided I want to become a billionaire doing what I already love to do every day and documenting my journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray and this is how I will turn my life into a living. First, I want to start off by giving a shout out to the Bamboo Project family. My goal is to see, is it really possible for someone like me to be worth a billion dollars? That's the goal. My plan to get there is by creating a thousand millionaires, including myself. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. You name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at the bamboo project we have over 350 videos on our channel dr sabian inspired cooking tutorials we got that travel and lifestyle vlogs got it makeup got it hair growth got it real estate got it basketball got it it's everything us we post something on our story pretty much every single day and you can find me on instagram at donovan gray d-o-n-i-v-a-n-g-r-a-y and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. People have always said, you have to stick to one thing to become successful. I always felt like a renaissance man, a jack of all trades, someone who is good at multiple things, and I know a lot of people who feel the same way. And because of that, the Bamboo Project is made up of six different projects. We have the food project. We have the music project. We have the clothing project. We have the fitness project. We have the sports project and we have the bamboo project podcast, which you are listening to right now. This may be your first time here. And if it is welcome to the family, but for everyone else, this is chapter two, page 64 of this story. So this podcast has four different segments. We have the life update, which is a weekly update on what we went through last week. We have episode playback. It's a recap of last week's episode and the things I could have done better to make it a great episode. We have Donovan's questions, a philosophical question that I thought about earlier in the week and I want to bring to you guys. And then we have the fourth segment, which would be the topics of the day. So today's date is June 8th. It is currently 3.10 p.m. And to get this whole thing started off, I like to start off with my screen time for the week. Uh, let's see what I was doing last week, screen time wise. Pretty, pretty sure it went down. Pretty sure it definitely went down. You think it went down? No. Right, yeah. You're driving in Georgia and you were using your maps. Uh, that's gonna be the week. That's gonna be last week though. Uh. So, right now my daily average is five hour. Ooh. Well, oh, well. Six hours and 16 minutes. That's my daily average. Huh? It's than nine. My daily average is never nine. I feel like this is kind of high as a daily average. My, I, had, I had days where I did nine. So Sunday and Monday of this week, I did about seven and a half hours on my phone. Today, I currently did four hours and one minute, uh, which is, like I said, I don't think that's good. If I look at last week, so last week my average was seven hours and 26 minutes with my longest amount of time being 
nine hours and 48 minutes on Monday, which is the day we went down to Georgia. So, I mean, I, let me see. The week before that, it was, I think I was doing pretty well. That it, My average was six hours and 39 minutes. Jeez, bro, this is, this is so high. And then the week before that one, we were at six hours and six minutes. Danny just as high as hell. I thought I was gonna have like a nice five hour average for a week. Don't I don't have that. It's crazy. Oh uh, my my daily average is five hours and eighteen minutes. Okay. And it's up thirty percent from last week. Hmm. Up thirty four percent. Yeah. Last week I was on my phone for five hours. That's my daily average. Yeah, I feel like I gotta get that down personally. I definitely think that number needs to be for the whole day, I feel like for the whole day, my average should be somewhere in, honestly, the four to five hour range. Four, four and six, I think is the reasonable amount of time for me to be on my phone per day, which I still think is so crazy. But, cause it is a thing about screen time, right? You have to think about what exactly you're doing on your phone that take that into account because the phone is definitely useful if you're doing other things, like using a calculator, which I've been doing. Uh, if you're doing something along the lines of researching, Googling something, watching a YouTube video to learn something, those things are kind of productive. So you can kind of learn and utilize your phone that way. And it's productive if you have those, product those productivity apps. But with all that being said, I just think it's crazy that somebody that I'm literally looking at my phone for four to six hours in a day. Like that's what, almost a fourth of the day? Six, like a fourth of the day, right? That's a shift for some people. And I think that's just crazy for the whole day. I think that's wild to me. So, yep, that's uh, four to six. I'm trying to get that down. Just again, still sounds crazy to me. So, uh, can you, can you scroll up? Uh, so two things I want. Well, today's topic, which I didn't even say earlier, was going to be insecure men, or I think not even men necessarily. I think insecure people are the people that make all the rules and who are in charge of everything. I'm going to explain that later. And I also think that the government conspiracy is creating different diets. This is my theory. I'm going to explain that too. Last week I was talking about AJ, who, if you guys don't know, is a guy that I paid to increase my credit back in. I want to say like January, February, the plan was for him to increase my credit so I can then go out and apply for a loan and then use that loan to move to Georgia and or, well, Atlanta specifically, and then and or use that money for business credit to use for the bamboo project. That was the plan, right? We we're going to use that money, get some Airbnbs down there, you know, probably get like four to six units on our first try. That was going to be what we wanted to do, right? So this is back in like February. I was all excited. I'm like, yeah, we're going to have this credit. He said, yo, how much money do you want? We said 200000 He said, oh, I could do that bet. Let's see if we could do whatever, right? We was all hyped about that money. So it's now June. This whole time we were thinking, okay, by the time June starts, we'll have enough money to be able to move. In all honesty, we weren't even planning to buy the property that we have at the time that we asked him to increase our credit because we only need about forty dollars to $50,000 to make the move that we want to make. But... Now that we have this house, that'll kind of satisfy that money that we need if we refinance. So if people don't know what refinancing is, you buy a property, let's say the property is worth $100,000. Once you get it fixed up, somebody comes and looks at it, go, oh, okay, now the house is worth $300,000. You go to the bank, the bank sees that, they now will give you $200,000 more than what you pay for the house and a loan. So you would pay off your old loan that you used to buy the house and you keep the extra money. That's how it works. So because of the house that we bought and the money that we actually paid for and what's going to be worth once we fix it up, 
we have about forty to fifty thousand dollars we could use to move to Atlanta. So now it's kind of like, all right, we don't really know what the need for that business credit that he would have gotten us is now. And I got kind of annoyed last week because he had said, uh, like, I don't know, like a month or two ago, like, you know what, in about 30, 60 days, uh, I could have the credit. It'll be ready. Everything will be good. So I waited, gave him extra couple, like a week or two extra just to find out that according to him, they had to hire new people, the people they had and weren't working at the time. So nothing was pretty much done in that whole period. So from January, the end of January up to now, which is June, which I think is so crazy that four months went by, nothing has been done to increase our credit, our personal credit or our business credit, nothing at all. So I do want to say that he did a very respectable thing. He gave me half my money back and he waived the fee that he would charge on the money. But I'm not necessarily concerned about the money. I'm more concerned about the time that was wasted because during that time, we could have been doing things ourselves to build our credit. But because we kind of gave it to him, we said, you know what? We're going to let you take care of it. We're going to let you do it. We don't want to mess up whatever you're doing and we'll get out the way. I know enough about credit to build my credit up from then to now, but I thought that maybe he had some secrets that he could do to kind of get it done quicker and get funding, a, a higher amount of funding. But for the most part, he's talking about authorized users. He's talking about having a secured credit card, uh, maybe uh, maybe having like some trade lines, things that are pretty much standard. But I guess a lot of people may not know about it. So there is a market for it but i've already learned this before i just thought that there would be something new that i did not know they could show me or teach me and be like okay help you guys out so uh as the bamboo project as you guys may have seen from day one up till now this happens a lot when we try hire somebody to help somebody whatever not help somebody we try to hire somebody to help us things usually don't go that well so we end up having to learn we end up having to learn to do everything ourselves. this is no different we will now have to learn how to build our credit, our business credit. So we're going to end up doing it ourselves. So one thing I did see that I did not know before was I'm not, is buying H corporations. Now, I've heard of the act of buying them, but one kind of workaround to build up our business is to look up what H corporations actually have and then make sure that our business has those things. So going forward, we're going to work on that. And then because our, uh, our business is so new, we started what probably like December of last year, we, they were still going to check our personal credit to see whether or not they can give us a loan. So I'm going to ask my mom if she could put me on as authorized user on her card, increase my credit, then apply for a business loan. The reason we need this business loan is because the person, the, the property we have in Philadelphia needs more work. Right now it's like $20,000 worth of work. I personally think it's going to be more than that. I think we might be pushing like thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars worth of work. I'm not sure yet, but regardless of the fact, we're gonna need to have more money. So that's kind of where we are right now, as far as like what we're gonna do with this house and this credit situation. I think my credit score right now is like a six ninety-three. I think if I can get to like a seven forty, seven fifty, then I'll apply for a loan and then or a credit card and then apply for a loan through that. So we're gonna keep you updated on what ends up happening with that because AJ did say that he is, you know, he apologized, which I respect a lot. He then also gave something for what he did that was wrong, which was waiving the fee and gave me half of the money back. So that's all great things. Um and he's also still gonna try and provide the service that he said he was gonna provide in the first place. So everything more or less works out other than the time that 
you know, we could have used doing something else. So I'm going to see. He said 30 days he'll do something. I think he said he would out credit score over 730 days. But the thing about that, which is kind of funny, is like if my credit score right now is currently a 693, I'm pretty sure I could pay off like $1,000 of my credit card and I would have my score over 700. So at this point, it's just like what 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 is really happening? What are we really doing at this point? So like I said, I just think it's funny because this is something that happens all the time. We have tried to hire people. We tried to look things up, ask people for help. And then it's like, all right, we know more than that person. Let's just do it ourselves. Or they're not helping us the way that we know we should be helped. Let's do it ourselves. So that's kind of where we are, like I said, with the uh, with the credit thing. And we need it bef- the most for Philadelphia. We just went there two weeks ago. And we're going back there again today. To, not today. Whew, on Sunday. Um... Babe, what do you think about not going to Philadelphia on Sunday? Why? Just thinking, what do you think about it? Just curious. I mean, they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, it's probably not necessary. Mm-hmm. That's how I was thinking. Because I'm like, we can make it. We can go there and kind of, because I, I do want to get some um, measurements. But he said he's going to send that. Yeah, and we wanted to look at the other places too. So, right, we were also thinking about going to other properties to kind of get an idea of what we should put in our property, what would be the best value, huh? I think we should go for that. Okay, that's fine. So, but, so not to our property. We'll still go to our property. If we're there, I'm going to go to the property. Just to kind of, like I said, for the measurements personally and get another walkthrough and get, because now that we kind of did the renderings, now we have an idea, okay, this is exactly what we want to move. This window needs to be this height. We need to make this wall this wide or whatever. Um, so I think that that's the only reason that we would go, but... The reason why nothing was done in the last two weeks is because we did not have the money to get things done. We had to get a draw, which is pretty much when the lender gives us the money for the construction. But we had to wait for an inspector to go to the property to make sure that things were done before. So we just got the money today and now I got to send that money to him. And then, like I said, it's a whole bunch of it's just like, bro, I want the thing to be done now and i feel like it's being drawn out because not only did he not do any work the last two weeks we're currently also waiting 45 days for the permits to do electrical and and plumbing and not only that we still this this whole draw situation of when we get our money and if we'll have enough money to even finish the job is another problem that's coming up so it's our first flip we're working through we're trying to figure out you know how we can finesse this and finesse that i'm pretty sure i would hope that our next uh uh flip is a lot smoother than this i feel like it is should be um i still want to buy this property in jersey which i talked about last week or the week before that i think it was last week um because it's a great deal i don't have any money to buy it so i'm gonna try and wholesale it that's gonna still the plan and I had hired a lawyer, right? Not hired, but I asked a lawyer to write a contract up for me, right? And I thought, okay, you're a lawyer. You do these things. You write up contracts, right? And this, I probably called him like on a Monday. We spoke. He said, okay, I can do that for you. Nothing happened. Talked to him again like a Wednesday. I said, hey, man, talk to you on Monday. Is there any update on a contract? He said, oh, yes. What's the property address? I said, okay. This is the address. He's like, okay, got it. Got it. All right. So I call him again, like a day or two after that. I say, hey man, what's going on with that contract? He goes, uh, yeah, man, what's uh what's your email address? And I'm like, 
but we've been we talking for like a week and you still have not written up this contract for this property and for me from wholesaling it don't take that long to write a contract up like it, it can be done in five to ten minutes and while we on the phone so it was very confusing to me that he does not know or has not written the contract up so i'm decide you know what fuck it we're just not gonna use him because not only did he wait waste all that time for the week he then asked the lawyer of the seller what do they want to be in the contract and i'm like what my like i said we waited all the week and not even here's the crazy part about it too right not only did he say that in the contract or in the email to the guy right he asked me days prior what do i want in the contract i told him on the phone and i told him via text so he knows what i want in the contract so it's so crazy to me that he would then go and email the other guy's lawyer and say hey man uh my client wants to buy this property what terms do you guys want for the what bro i'm so annoyed and then i guess the only thing that kind of worked in our favor is that that guy's lawyer is in puerto rico maybe on vacation or something like that so he never responded to the email so me and chris went and called the spoke to the actual seller and we told us listen we're gonna send you a contract like we're gonna email the contract to you directly and once we email it to you you can either sign it have your lawyer look at it whatever but we are gonna deal with you we were actually thinking about getting a um what do you call it getting a uh a, a realtor or with the agent to help us with that to kind of write it up because i mostly buy properties most of my property in Philadelphia. I don't know if you know that. Uh, so because of that, I'm like, the process may be different in, in New Jersey. I don't really know. Because I could send that guy the contract that I have from the 10K Club. That might work too, to be honest with you. But I just assume, you know what? I've, I know how to get a professional contract sent. We actually have a great deal. Let's just do this. Let's just have some person who works and lives in that area, write it up, and send it. It didn't work out like that. It just didn't work out. And I just think that, honestly, like I said, it's just... It's just frustrating dealing with that. It's like, come on, bro. First, I got to do with the credit thing. Now I'm dealing with this lawyer situation. I'm like, bro, I just want to. Ha- it's a great deal. If I had the money, you can guarantee. You can guarantee I would have actually bought, bought this property. 100% would have bought it. So, like I said, right now, I'm thinking, how can we get the most money? Like, what can we get the most money in? And I was talking to one of my friends recently, right? And he was saying that he is investing in GameStop and... uh he actually is investing in GameStop. I think he stopped investing in Doge. I think he stopped, right? And what he's telling me is, now listen, listen to this, right? It's going to get kind of, I don't know if I would call it spooky necessarily, but I would say definitely very interesting, okay? So he's saying that you guys heard of AMC, right? So he's saying that the media is pushing AMC for people to buy into that company, right? That's what that's what he, that's what they want. Now, the reason that they want that is because the more people that buy into AMC, the less people that buy into GameStop. The less people that buy into GameStop, the 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 less the price will increase for GameStop, right? Now, the reason why that is a problem is because, as you guys may or may not know, that a company has a very large short position in GameStop. That means if the price goes down they lose, they, they make money. If the price goes up, they lose a lot of money, right? So he was telling me that the company 
that is shorting GameStop is pushing this quote agenda for AMC and I think BlackBerry and I think another company, right? He said they also get this. He said there's pretty much a direct correlation between when GameStop goes up and when Dogecoin goes down and a lot of other cryptocurrencies. He's saying that a lot of these people who have a lot of money are using these cryptocurrencies as a way to, uh, what did he say? I think he said launder money. Was it launder money? It probably wasn't launder money. Uh, it, it honestly might be like a tax situation where you can buy crypto and not have to really worry about. No, that's what it was. I remember. They're putting their money into crypto so that they can push the stock up and they get the money out and then pay off the money they will lose in GameStop. That's what they're doing. So that's the reason why GameStop is going so high. Now, he also said this thing to me because it's very funny. He said that the media currently right now, right? He said the whole Elon Musk thing was a facade. It was a fake, right? You probably understand what I'm talking about, right? The SNL episode where Elon Musk had said, hey, Dogecoin is a hustle, right? Everybody took that as like bad news. Oh, my God. That's why the stock went down. He pointed something out to me, my friend. He said, listen, the only way that a stock price would move that dramatically is if mil hundreds of millions of dollars are moved from that stock. Not the average person just taking out their $100, their $1,000, their $5,000, whatever the case might be. Somebody has to move a couple hundred million. He said a billion. I don't even know if it's that high. He said a couple hundred million dollars to have a stock price be, pretty much be cut in half. Because at that point, it was at $0.75. Cents. It's now currently at like $0.30. Cents. So he said that what they're doing is they are using Elon Musk as the scapegoat as to why the stock price went down. In reality, it's because they sold a lot of their stock at that point so they can use it to cover their ass when their actual GameStop situation blows up in their face. That's why the price went so low. So he's saying, listen, the real money is in GameStop. This is according to him. That's what he said again. Uh, I have to say this. I think I, th think I have to say this. I don't know. I am not a financial advisor, and everything I say right now is not financial advice, and you should not take it as financial advice, and you should not. I, I have no license in financial advice at giving, okay? I think I, I, think I got to say it. I think I got it right. I think that's what they say in all the, all the shows, okay? So, boom. You heard it first here. Uh, and I think they say it is all for entertainment purposes. Entertainment. That is the only reason I'm saying any of these things, okay? It's all a show. It's a joke. All right. Ooh. All right. So now, now we got that out the way. I don't want to get sued. Right. You know, I'm getting big now. You know, we out, we out here get subscribers here. 760 now. So I'm like, uh, he was saying that he thinks that all of the, the, the money, if you really want to make money is in GameStop, you put it in GameStop and that's, what's going to go up. He told me that he bought 33 shares of GameStop when it was at $110. And honestly, that might've been like a month or two ago. And it's currently at this morning, it was at 3:40, I think. Right. So from the time he told me about, it, which was early in the morning to the time that the stock market opened, it went up from two 70 to 340 just in the morning time right so like i said oh he was telling me the reason why he called it infinite money glitch is because 
he doesn't think that they have enough money to cover this loss. So because people keep buying into it and keep buying into it and holding, all they're gonna do is keep losing money. So they gotta keep they're gonna either go out of business, right? One, or somebody's gonna bail them out, which is probably what's gonna happen. Some huge company's gonna bail them out because from what I, my understanding is, right? They just need enough money to pay every month whatever that amount is that they owe for that short position. There's interest or whatever the case is. And as long as they pay that, they can pretty much hold this short position for a very long time. I don't think they will ever have the money. Eh, I don't know. I don't know their finances. But the assumption is they don't have the actual amount of cash to pay off the whole short position. So all they can do is save their ass and kind of just wait it out and be like, okay, we'll pay, I don't know, 200 million this month, 200 million next month, 200 million months after that. When in reality, they might owe $25 billion. Like I said, that's kind of what's going on. So pretty much the stock's going to keep going up. I am not a financial advisor. I would not give financial advice. I do not have a license and it's entertainment purposes. The stock's going to keep going up allegedly. And this is what's happening. And, you know, I'm just saying that's what I've heard on the street from my guy. And honestly, if we're being honest, right, he done been right this whole year about the stocks, the whole nonsense going on with these AMC stocks and why they lying about this, what they're going to push next and how they've been kind of pussyfooting around with the actual truth is. He's been on point with it all year. Not going to lie. He was on point with Doge when it happened, when the price went up. He said, yo, bro, he told me to get in on Doge when it was less than a cent. He said, yo, it's, it's under a penny, bro. It's like 0.004 maybe. He's like, you got to get it. Right? Then he said, listen, bro, Doge is dead. GameStop. He said he'd been pretty much chilling with GameStop for a minute now. He been he's at his personal account. That's where all his money is at. Personal savings, personal checking is in Doge. So, I mean, not in Doge, in GameStop. All I'm saying is, you know, GME. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so, I mean, I honestly, like I said, I want to get into more stocks again. I want to get into more stocks. The reason why I want to get into stocks, one of the reasons why, is because... Everyone talks about this this phrase, right? Generational wealth. Everybody wants to be like, oh, generational wealth. I want to have generational wealth. I think that's a very interesting term. Um, I think it falls in the same line as toxic. I think it falls in the same line as, um, what's the other word people like to use? Gaslighting, right? It's one of those buzzwords. Everybody says, oh, generational wealth. wealth. Uh, so what's, the, what's the other one about money? Son about nine to five. That, all, these, all of these terms, either way, are what people talk about, right? But if you actually talk to people, and you say, hey, you want to build generational wealth, right? What exactly are you doing to do that? You bought, you bought one house? That's it? That's your plan? To buy a house? You think that's going to provide your family generational wealth? You know what generations are? That's like, like, uh, it's like 70 years at a time. Maybe 65 years at a time. And you think that your one house is going to, is going to provide for your generational family? How? How do you think that, right? You think your, your t-shirt business that you want to sell? You said what? Oh, you think that your generational wealth will be supported by your t-shirt business? Do you understand what generational wealth looks like? I don't think people know what that means. I don't think y'all know. I don't think having a million dollars generational wealth, in all honesty, I don't even think $10 million generational wealth, in my opinion, okay? For me personally, me personally, I already know, $10 billion is the goal. That's my net worth goal, $10 billion. I think that's generational wealth. Now, for people who don't aspire to be or have that much money, I think a good 
number for generational wealth not for you to have money you to be rich and your next family to be rich i'm talking about generations of wealth i'm thinking you got to be in at least what number you think i think it's higher because think about this i'm gonna tell you why i think it's higher right and it's gonna keep going higher i think it's higher than 50 million because you might have a fighter make fifty million dollars. You might have an NBA player who just goes and plays one season, fifty million dollars. For me personally, and then I was gonna say a hundred. I was gonna say a hundred, because at the end of the day, it also comes down to how you're going to manage that money. I think that's the most important thing, because as you see, people say that uh, Floyd blows his money. People say that. Uh, Mike Tyson blew his money. People say a lot of athletes blow their money. A lot of people come into money, blow it. So it's kind of like you have to be able to manage that wealth. But I definitely think once you get to, I'm going to say $100 million, Only because I don't want to seem like I'm being too pretentious because I want to have $10 billion. So I feel like $100 million is a good amount. And people probably think that's, that's ridiculous to even want $100 million. But... You could move how you want to move. Like, imagine there was a hurricane. You could just get up and get your helicopter and leave. Like, that's amazing. Like, you could, you, you want to build a. You want to take a helicopter in a hurricane? No, no, before the hurricane. Oh. Like, like when they be like, oh, guys, you can't leave the city because it's all too much traffic. Oh, I got a helicopter. I'm leaving. Just get up out of there. And you know where the helicopter's at? On your house, on top of your roof. You just go, boop, boop, hire the guy, boop, get out of there. So, I mean, you may not need 100 million to do that, but you might want to have three helicopters. Because the first one goes down. So now you have two more. So you could do that. Or get your personal jet, which costs $50 million. That's what I'm saying. $50 million got you a nice jet. $100 million, you might be able to do something with that. So my thing is, for me personally, I want to have a legacy for the Gray family, which I got a surprise for you guys. Okay, here's a surprise. It's a new member to the Gray family. Okay, you heard it here first. The new member to the Gray family is... Melissa, she is the new family member of the Gray family. Okay, all right. So, I just want to give a clap to Melissa, who is now a member of the Gray family. What? What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> Don't tell him. Tell him what? Don't tell him. All right, I won't tell him. Okay, so I won't tell you guys. But this, you guys get the, you guys get it right. Where she's a new member of the. I'm winking for people who are listening to the podcast. He ain't proposed to me. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, miss. Why are you it's, lying? it's a secret now. You said it was a secret. We're gonna leave it as a secret. <laughs> We're gonna leave it as a secret now, okay? So, I was thinking about it from the funeral from last week, and I'm just like, I want to have the name of like, I want, I want to, I want to mean something. Like, I want the name the Gray family. Like that shit just looks nice on the on the screen. See, look on the screen. Look at that. They just say the Gray family. Yeah, I remember when y'all saw. Uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, that's me. I want when you walk past the building to say the sex part too. But I'm talking about where it says like where it says uh, I think it's the Grey Tower. I want those. I want the Grey Corp. Grey Corporation. I want that. I want all of that. All of that. Okay. Just these are, these are the goals. And you know that that all starts with having good credit. What? <laughs> and, and having a family uh i think that's where that would start at so 
I don't know. Do people think about that? Do y'all think about your children's children? Because I feel like that's a very white thing to do. I feel like I don't really think a lot of people of my complexion think about my children's children. Nobody, I don't really know nobody talk about that. People, I hope my children to be good. And that's it. But I feel like I be seeing people be like, yeah, yeah, my children's children's children. I be like, damn, bro, you mad white. Don't nobody else say that. So we got we to gotta get on the roll. I need y'all to start thinking about this. I need people who look like me start thinking, how will I provide for my children's children's children? Think about it. Can you and are you in a state right now or what you is what you're doing today going to help not your children, not your children's children, but your children's children's children? Okay, what you guys have to worry about that. Um, speaking of family, I oh, I wanted to bring this up last week and I didn't because we was in a very uh, existential crisis we were having in Atlanta. Okay, world's falling apart. So here we are now. Better note next week. We're doing a lot better uh, after after next week. I wanted to bring up talking to your family members who you have not spoken to in a very long time, right? I want to ask you this question, Melissa. Uh, Melissa Gray. Ooh, see, Melissa Gray. So, let me ask you this question. I'm going to give my reason and they give you a reason. What do you think is, what would you say is the reason that when you see somebody you haven't seen in a long time, your first response or your first thing to them to say is, oh my God, you're so big. Um, me? Yes. Well, I, I don't typically say that to like adults I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Definitely for kids. Because it's like, it, it, it's really crazy. Because the last time I saw you, you were like this tall. And it's like, you're taller than me now. Mm-hmm. So it's just... Yeah, because this is my thing, right? I personally find it to be quite annoying, right? Um, as a as a person who has to endure this uh, tragedy of people or this this torture of people to come up to me and be like, "Oh my God, you're so big now." I'm just like, "Ah!" They go, "Do you remember me?" I'm like, "No." Obviously, when I was big enough for you to remember, I was this tall. Remember, I was this big. How am I gonna remember you from when I was this big? And I feel like. I need people to come up with better new things to say. I feel like we need we need better lines. We need better we need more genuine conversation with somebody you have not seen. Or or don't say I, I feel like introduce yourself to who as who you are. Hey, how you doing? I'm John. Do you remember me? No. Oh, I'm X amount, I'm X person's cousin. Okay, that's perfect. But that's the thing, it's not like they don't know who I am and they don't remember me. The young one or the old ones? Both of them. But what? But my thing is, what do you say now when they go, "Oh my God, you're so big"? Do you go, "Yes, I am. I am big now. Look how big I've gotten." But that's not the only thing I, that I said. Uh huh. But that's just that's me making a statement. But I guess I could keep that to myself. But it's just like you're like you're really like older now like i'm like what are you you're in high school you're going to you're going to high school you're going to college what college are you going to that's kind of how i was trying to bring the conversation along mm-hmm. 
but I did start off with, oh my gosh, you got so big. Because it's like, you're not the same age or the same person at all as who I was around when you were younger. Right. So this is my thing. I feel like that that line, in my opinion, doesn't spark conversation. Because when they say it to me, when an old person goes to me and goes, hey, Donovan, you've gotten so big. I have no response to that. I don't I do not know what to say to that. Thank you. I grew. I grew up. I got older. It's been 20 years and I'm taller than I was 20 years ago. Congratulations. That, like I'm I'm thinking that what would be the proper response to tell somebody to tell something to someone you have not seen in a long time. I always think you want to be as neutral as possible unless you have something recent that you can kind of bring up. So if you were to say, not you specifically, but let's say that an adult was watching a YouTube channel, right? And they go, oh, I saw you guys went to Italy. Like the, like the person when we was in uh, at Thanksgiving at my aunt's house. I watched the videos of Italy. I think it was so crazy how you, Melissa, went outside and she went by herself to the store. We can talk about that. We can have a conversation. If her initial thing to me is, oh my God, you've gotten so big. I don't have any response to that. And I think it's I, the reason I think that it happened is because I think older people or adults are still. I want to say kids. That's what I want to say. And I feel like because of that, they don't really have a, anything to say to another kid they have seen in a long time. I think that if you don't have really background on what's going on and then it's also kind of like. Because with me, I don't really know what my what my younger cousins are interested in now. So I was trying to kind of get into that. But it's like, it can be kind of, that, that in itself can be kind of awkward or annoying. Mm, I don't know. Because I'm thinking, what? And then especially if. I think my problem when I ask questions is following up with the questions or having a purpose as to why I'm asking the question. Mm -hmm. And that kind of shows itself in multiple ways. It shows itself in real estate and all that stuff. So I feel like that's what happened when I was trying to talk to my family members where it's like, okay, I know what questions to ask you that would kind of give me more insight into like your personality or how you're doing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how to follow up with those questions. It's like asking uh, you know, do you know what the number two is? And it's like, yeah, I know what the number two is. And it's like, okay. Mm -hmm, I'm trying mm -hmm, to get you to like, I'm trying to get you to be like, yeah, two plus two is four and four is equal to blah, blah, blah. But that's not what I asked you. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it makes, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I'm trying to think of what would be a better starter question because I cannot say that I've ever had a conversation with someone that said to me you've gotten so big I remember you when you were this tall oh my god you know when you were six years old you used to I'm like I don't know what to say to you I don't how do I respond to that what do I say to somebody that I don't even remember that so I might and this happens so often I'm just kind of like I gotta like fake laugh and me personally this is my issue right I like to have genuine conversation with people. That's my personal 
thing. I want to be able to talk to you and have a genuine interaction. No fakeness. If you feel like you're offended, you say it. If you're happy, you smile, you laugh, whatever the case. I want to have that. If I say something to somebody, I want them to respond to what I'm saying, not to what they think I'm I want them to, I want it to be a very present conversation, right? If someone comes up to me and goes, Oh my God, you've gotten so big. When you were six years old, you were this big. I'm like, again, I hear you. I hear you. So I think we got to come up with some better things to say. So people who I know this, I know other people probably deal with this too. And I'm trying to think of on both sides. What should the adult say? And what should the child say? I think for an adult, if I would, let me see, I go to a kid who I don't know. What? Right, facts. I'm not, I'm not Drake Bell. All right, I go up to a guy or a little, or a child. I go up to a child that I was my family, is my family, is my family, is my family. Okay, whoo, get, get interrogated. Get, it's getting hot in here. It's getting, it's getting. I'm in the park with kids. I don't know. It's getting hot. All right, so now, now it's getting hot with kids. Oh God, Melissa, it's terrible and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so there are no kids. It's not hot in the park. It's not happening. All right, so now here we go. Start again. I. Donovan Gray am talking to a family member who is younger than me. What would I say? There we go. Okay, no pedophilia that time. All right. Now I think Well, hey, what's up? You're nothing. What you been up to? Nothing. You ain't been doing nothing recently? That's crazy. That's what I would say. I'm like your whole life been your whole couple last weeks you've been doing nothing? Yeah, nah, I don't believe that. Come on, you've been watching some TV, you've been going out with your friends, which I've been doing. That's that's how I, that's how I would approach it. as an adult talking to a child who wants to be very um, shy or or whatever you want to call. It. That's what I would do. Now, as a child, respond to these type of things. I don't have an answer for that. Do you have an answer for that? Because I just laugh and walk away. Oh, when when an adult says to me, "Hey." got big in 20 years mm-hmm. i just laugh and walk away what, what what response do you have for that uh i guess pretty similar if that's especially if that's the only thing that they're saying but see that's my thing you want oh i know what it is i know what it is i just figured it out see i figured it out i'm like how do i respond to that but you said that you are saying that because you're trying to lead to something else so maybe what I would do now going forward is offer up free information. They go, oh my God, you got so big. You go, yeah, I have. You know, now I have a YouTube channel and a podcast and I bought a house. What? You did that? Nah, that sounds crazy. Why does it sound crazy? It sounds like you, 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 you uh, your horns. But it's my thing. That's what you, when you were talking to your cousins, that's what you want them to do. Right? Uh, yes, I wanted to know, like, yeah, what they were doing, what they were achieving. Right, I got a, I got a new girlfriend, or because I got a boyfriend, you know, I've been smoking weed lately, like, you know, whatever they said that they do, I don't know what they do. I'm just saying, like, that's what you want them to do. Yeah. So now, from the child's perspective, or the younger person's perspective, I have to now go, okay, this adult doesn't really know how to communicate with me. So I'm going to give them information they can use to grasp onto. Bro, I was trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying so hard. It was so bad. Oh my gosh. Bruh, that it was it was rough. 
<laughs> it was rough. Hey guys. Hey. Uh so what you guys what you guys doing? Bruh, I'm like, what have you have you guys been watching anything? No. Nah, not really. <laughs> How did you guys end up here? Oh my mom said I had to come here. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> Bruh. how long are you staying here? <laughs> It was, it was so terrible. It was rough. I was sitting there. I was just like, "Ooh, does she know these people?" I'm like, "This, this is her family." I don't know. She these are strangers. So I'm like, "That's and it's so terrible because it's like, it's just I'll talk to you after." Yeah, I was, I was sitting there. But what we came to a conclusion was for people who are, I guess, either shy in conversation or don't know what to say or how to move forward, who, what, when, and where. Not re- you can use why, but that one is last. Ask people these five. Just ask them who. Ask them a who question. Ask them a what question. A when question and a where question. Just ask them those things, okay? Um, I mean, you know, listen. That that's just how I would like people to approach me personally. People who are watching this, just don't say to me, "You got so big." You get listen. And if you're watching this and you see the, the YouTube channel or the podcast, ask about that. That's going to be a great conversation. And then now you know what? I'll ask you something about your life. I'll ask you, hey, how have you been? What have you been up to? Because I feel like a lot of kids don't ask adults that. And I think that's a, that's a problem. That's the issue. That's another thing. You should ask adults more. How have you been? What have you been up to? How have you been doing? You've been going to church lately? How, how's, how are things going? You know, you got to ask these questions. How is uh How are your kids? Are they bigger? Have they gotten bigger? Are they grown up? Okay. Because listen, our kids are growing up very fast in front of our eyes, very quickly. And I just want to say that uh, they got to a point where they're faking injuries. Okay? So this one over here, where is he? He over there sleeping, right? Rock decided that he was going to start limping around the house, right? And we're like, oh, my God. We, you know, we're first-time cat parents for the most part. Uh, as a, these, these are our first kids, okay? So for people who have had their first kid, you guys know how it is, right? We're on the same page. You had a, a human. I have a cat. It's the same thing. <laughs> so as soon as something happened, we're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Is he hurt? Go to the hospital. Go to the vet. What's, oh, my God, is it the food? Did we hurt him? Did he fall? Did he hurt him? What's going on? We don't know. We get freaking out, right? So we're trying to figure out what possibly happened to this to this, this cat. We don't know why he's limping around. We're feeling bad. We're like, oh, he went and stepped on him. Maybe he fell or whatever. So it dawned on us, right? We're like, oh, his nails were clipped, right? So I'm thinking, oh, we must have clipped it wrong, hurt him, something like that. Melissa was like, yeah, I think, I think his nails are uneven. Because we only clipped one because we didn't want to, like, you know, stress him out too much. That's what I read. You know, we was cat parents. You got to go on Google, read everything. You got to get the books, the manuals, how to clip the nails, how to hold them when you clip the nails, what to say to them while you're clipping the nails, how to do, what to do afterwards, what to do while you, all that stuff, right? We're Googling everything. We're first-time cat parents. So the next day, he's limping around the house. And we just devastated. Like, oh my, oh, I don't know about Melissa. I was devastated. This is my young, this is my young boy. I'm over here like, oh my God, he's hurt. He's limping. The other cat fucking him up. He's not fighting back. She jumping on his neck. He <laughs> biting him in his butt and his tail and his feet. And he just laying there like, like depressed. I'm like, fight back. Like, do something. I don't like this. I want you, I want you to be a, a strong man to grow up to be like your father. I want you to go up and, and fight back. You know, all these women push around like that, right? That's what I'm telling him. And he just sitting there not doing nothing. And I'm like, this is terrible. I can't have him grow up to be a little, little punk. I can't have that. So so we realized that what we should do is we should cut both of his nails. We said we're going to cut his other hand too and we're going to see if that fixes the problem. It didn't fix the problem at all. 
it didn't. He started limping on his other Exactly. <laughs> the problem was not fixed. He changed feet that he wanted to limp on. His other leg was the one he was limping on. The other one hurt. So we're like, okay, obviously he's not feeling himself. He's sitting in a corner being all depressed. And honestly, to be completely honest, I think the other cat, uh, Sushi, got even more violent because she had no nails. So now she's biting him. Mind you, think about how crazy this looks, right? Think about if you had a child i know you guys who have had who have children can relate to me I'm talking about this right so i'm gonna use your children as an example imagine you have a child you got two children right you got one child who's like six and the other one who's like three we're going with three right imagine your six-year-old decided to go up to your three-year-old why they while they in the bed sleeping drag them off the bed throw them on the ground and then kicked him. You would be like, what is wrong with you? That's how we felt. Because Sushi was C-Rock sleeping from across the room. And be looking at him like, oh, he gonna sleep? Oh, he's sleeping? Oh, fuck out of here. Run up on him, right? Put her head inside of his neck. Bite his neck and then try to drag him. He would wake up like, what the fuck is going on? She would bite his tail and pull. I'm like, fight back. I'm like, do something. But again, he don't got no nails. Or he thinks he don't have no nails. You know, whatever. So... But we did figure out, you know, everything got better. We realized at the end of the day that he is very, very, very intuitive, I want to say, because he's very, he's very smart. He knew what he was doing. He pretended to be hurt so he could stop cutting his nails. He's like, you're not going to do shit again to me. I'm going to act like I'm hurt. You're never, never going to do shit again. I'll never let y'all cut my nails. That's what he did. And he won. I'm not going to cut his nails. Melissa want to do what she could do it. I'm not going to cut his nails because I can't have my young man like that limping around getting beat up by women. <laughs> what kind of what kind of father would I be if I let my woman, my, my son get beat up by a woman? It's crazy. So, that like I said, I definitely think that overall this experience of having uh, children with Melissa has been a very positive one. I think that it helps with our teamwork. Do you think that having cats has improved you in any way? Uh, in any, yeah, how do you, how, if you feel like... <laughs> The cats have improved you. How would that be? What do you mean? Exactly. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Better question. How do you think the cats have impacted your life, Melissa? Mm. Mm. I said, mm. Great question, Donovan. I am, I'm good at this. I'm, well, I'm good at my job. We have about like an hour left. I'm over an hour. Okay. Um, for sure, I have to be more vigilant mm-hmm. as to what's happening. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that um yeah i'm very aware now of what's happening i think that one thing i kind of realized from working out was that i'm not used to getting hurt Mm -hmm. i'm not used to getting like cuts and stuff like that not really that's not self-inflicted oh (laughs) she does not cut herself is that what she meant but go on (laughs) so um what yeah so when they would scratch when they would scratch me, I'd freak out. Ah, oh my God, I'm bleeding, I'm dying, I'm dead. It kills me. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point where, like, because before, when, we, when they first got here, I was afraid to kind of pick them up wrong. I was afraid to touch their paws. I was afraid to touch their face. And it's like now I feel so much more comfortable kind of to, like, you know, touch the stomach, like, pick them up, like, you know, rub their face. And I realized, too, that their claws can only come out when they want it to come out. Mm-hmm. Because there's times where Sushi be playing on my foot. If there's no toy involved, she's not scratching me. She's just literally like, or Rock, when he walks on me, if he feels stable enough, he's not going to bring his claws out. Mm-hmm. But they only do it when they feel unstable or when they're playing around. It's just kind of something that, I thought they'd just be shredding stuff. <laughs> so it's just contrasting to what I thought before. Um, 
Sushi likes to jump on me and walk on me and make biscuits on me at 6.30 in the morning. It's cat language. So that, I kind of I kind of like it because I was trying to make myself wake up on my own um, earlier prior to getting them. And it's like I would do it inconsistently. And now I have no choice. And then it's kind of like, but she's so cute that I kind of want to pet her and stuff. So she kind of wakes me up in the morning. Like, it, my brain is more awake. Mm-hmm. I think this morning was like the first morning that I actually just kind of like, I'm tired. <laughs> and I went back to bed. But um, there's that. And then have I think that taking care of them kind of just... It puts more responsibilities on me, mm-hmm. making sure we have food and litter and, you know, all this, all the things in the house. And in turn, it just makes me just do things. Mm-hmm. So now I'm used to doing things more like, okay, the litter box is dirty. All right, I'll just clean it. Okay, the, the, they need food. All right, feed them. Okay, what are they doing? I have to, like, <laughs> manage them. And I have to kind of, you know... I have to now make myself do work mm-hmm. because I can't play with them all day. And I think that that all benefits me because now I have to manage myself more because I have to also manage them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I manage you. Me? It's you. I'm self-managing, Melissa. So I think that it puts more responsibilities on me, but I think that it it's a, it's a benefit because now I'm getting more used to juggling all these different things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, cause I feel like what for me personally, I don't. I feel like I've had cats before, so it's not much different. I feel like for me, this is my first time actually having. I guess you want to call them like baby pets. I've never really had baby pets. I've had my puppy, which was like twelve weeks old, and at that time he was big as hell. He was a golden retriever, so it wasn't really mine, and he was mad big. Uh, the other time was my one of the girls I was talking to. It was her cat, which stayed at my house, but it was very small, which was kind of a baby. But I didn't actually raise it; I just kind of was around it for a little bit while it was young. Um, so I never actually really had animals this small before. So this is my first time doing that, and I have to get used to the cuteness of the animals because I will wake up in the morning and just look at them for like thirty minutes. And just stare at them. And I wonder that's what it feels like to be a parent. You probably do the same thing, right? We're on the same page. I know how y'all are with, with y'all kids. You just look at them. I, look, I get up in the morning and they just run around. Jump like she said. They'll be on my head. They'll be on my back. I wake up, they're just looking at me like, right? It's just, it's just cute stuff all day. Then they be wrestling on the floor, jumping off stuff. I just be staring at them. I just can't not stare at them. And then 30 minutes will go by. I'm just like, oh my God, look how cute they are. So I have to get used to that. Um, I also. It's funny because I feel like I have to become more, uh, I want to say strict with them. I feel like I need to be more. Yes, because you, you let them do whatever they want. First of all, you that is not what happens. You be overboard and I be in the middle. <laughs> or like a, a percent over the middle. That's where I be at. So like you don't want them to go anywhere i'd be like listen they could go on top of the, the cow windowsill they could go on the couch you'd be like no they got to stay in their pen i'm like melissa <laughs> melissa 
they don't have to stay in the playpen. They could just go. Oh, I'm just saying, they have a playpen. Once we, once we leave here, it's it's fine here because I don't really care about the couch. I don't really care about a lot of things that are here. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's more so. I don't want it to have that same energy around things that we do. We we want to keep in pristine condition. Mm-hmm. Sushi just shred the fuck. Mm. <laughs> she, <laughs> this it's really ripped. She yes, like oh. it's not like a hole in it, but you it's a, it's a scar <laughs> in the sheet from where her her clothes is at Isn't because that, she was fighting with a pen. That's my baby girl. Listen, she's strong like a father. So I just think it's cool, and like I said, I definitely think that. I think two things. I think that it gives us another goal for us to focus on. And I personally think it makes our relationship stronger by having something else to focus on. Uh, I also feel like Melissa doesn't be on me as much because she has the cat to play with. That's what I feel like. I feel like she'd be playing with them and she'd be happy. So now she's going to worry about me. She'd be like, ooh, I got my kittens and my babies, and I could play with them. So, you know, I think that's also always a great, a great, uh, a great, a great addition, yeah, a, great, yeah. a great plus. If I want affection, I'll be calling sushi. See? And sushi be right there. See? That's what I'm saying. That's something just like, I could be working, you'd be like, I want somebody to touch me. Sushi, come here. <laughs> and then she roll on you and play with you and look at you with the same face. I'll be looking at you like this. You like so go. much. Melissa, I look at you all the time. Every day, I look at you like, <laughs> like so much love in my eyes. Every day, so I look at you. So, like I said, I just think that uh, it's just, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. And oh, before I get to the the episode playback, I wanted to say that. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. I was going to say that even we do have these two kids, right? And they help with our relationship. But the other kid that we have is the Bamboo Project. So me personally, I always feel like if you want to build a relationship with somebody, you guys should build things together. Um, You guys should have things together. That way you guys have to, you guys have to learn how to compensate for the other person's flaws and deal with the other person's annoyances while you guys are either taking care of kids while you're building a business while you're living together whatever the thing is the more that you guys learn how to deal with those things together i think it makes for a strong relationship so i was gonna say this is our first time having to really focus on something together but it's not true because we have the business and we have our future and stuff like that so i just think that the more times you can add with you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend or you and your other them they them xm lmrp you can do what you have all those things together you bring them together with your peoples yeah build something and you guys become stronger together that's my opinion that's how i feel but you have to work through those things i think that it's a lot easier to just leave it's always easy to leave in my opinion but Donovan left me. That's not true. I never, brought, I never left you, Melissa. Okay, you left yourself. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you left yourself. I had nothing to do with that. That was all on you. Going out at three o'clock in the morning, five o'clock. L- listen, imagine you, were, imagine you live with your girlfriend, right? And she come home at five o'clock in the morning, talking about she left out at twelve in the afternoon, eleven in the afternoon, and come back at five o'clock in the morning. Don't text you nothing. Just disappear. And you was like, man, y'all live together. It would be different if y'all live together. Five o'clock in the morning, come back drunk, throwing up. And you like, 
So where you, where you was at? She goes, I don't give a fuck. Takes her jacket, throws it on the couch, and goes to bed, right? Now, so you're going to tell me you didn't throw your couch on, the, on your bed, on your, your, your jacket on the couch, Melissa? You're going to say that? I didn't care. Oh, you did when you threw your jacket on the couch. That's what you did. Yes, that was your last That's exactly, one. yes. That was one of the last straws. So, on top of the fact that I didn't even have food to eat, left me here starving. Starving to death. I was starving all day, dying. 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 I couldn't even eat food. What kind of woman would leave her man hungry at home? It's terrible. I was gonna die. I was. I was. I was struggling, man. I was. I didn't know what to do. And then I think I had bread. I think I had. I think I had waffles and bread. That's what I had. Probably had waffles and bread, and just sat here in my misery, waiting for my girlfriend, who I had no idea where she was at, by the way, to just disappear. Then her phone died. Don't go. So no charger. Don't plug it in. Just have me out here worried. Worried. I wasn't. But still, that's not the point. The point of the matter is that I didn't know. I was. I was. I was curious. I got to the curious point like, damn. I definitely was up at like four, like, definitely kind of late. <laughs> this is definitely later than normal. I feel like after like, I feel, I feel like an acceptable time to come home late, like a late time is like two. Once you start hitting three, four, you basically, then some other come up the next day. Like that, that's, that to me, that's a little wild. Like you, if your wife or significant other come home after four o'clock in the morning, I mean, you gotta ask them what happened. You gotta sit down and talk to them. Like, yo, what? I, mean, I don't care how grown you are. You could be 40, 50, have your own white, whatever. If you go out and you just don't come back to a four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you gotta ask somebody a question like no, 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 no. I think I definitely think that some correspondence should have happened. Like some Hey, go on here. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And I think it did happen up until the point where my phone died. After that it was a wrap. So. She could have died. I don't even know. <laughs> don't even know. So I'm saying that's why you this, listen. Listen, she was probably cheating. Listen, that's probably oh, what it was. Listen, girls be cheating at, at only four o'clock in the morning. Cheating time, cheating hours. All right. Let me let me tell Melissa I'm going to play basketball. Come back home at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> drunk, you, drunk, no, that's not drunk, oh and be like my phone died. You do my phone died. died. I went out with my with my my dudes. I'm like yo, bro, we going out. All right, but we're gonna play basketball at a, at eleven o'clock, right? And then I came back and was like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I know it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm throwing up, but you know, this shit happened. My phone listen, died. Listen, that only happened one time. Listen, and she broke up with herself. <laughs> That's what happened. So, like I said, I just wanted to get that off my chest because I know Melissa be out here wilding at four o'clock in the morning. Um, but listen, like my kids are sleeping. You see that? You said what? Oh, a tornado, bro. I had a dream of a tornado last night. But either way, uh, episode playback. So, I believe that the video is out of focus. Damn, this, one, this one's in focus? This one? Damn, see, I, I forgot that. It should be. It's did, you did the blue dots? Because last week it wasn't. Oh, shit. Last week it wasn't focused. So, I don't know what happened with that, babe. You like to set up that camera. So if you Who set up what camera? What camera? Set up that camera. That one has the blue dots. Melissa, when I set up a camera, when I set up a camera for podcasts, today for last week, the one that was in my face was blurry. That's you. That's your job. So it was out of focus. I didn't like that. I, my my face didn't look as crisp as it should have. Um, I'm working on having more energy. That's what I'm working. on. I'm trying to be more energetic because I feel like when I come on here, it's like a basketball game, right? 
If just because I don't feel it, don't mean I, I got to get in the zone. I, I'm playing ball. Like, imagine you go to the basketball court and you just don't warm up. You don't feel it. You don't, you don't prepare for it. You just go in there. It's like, nah, sometimes you got to get in the zone. So now I realize I'm going to start getting in the zone before I come on. I'm going to start doing whatever I got to do. I'm going to start playing Eric Thomas, some some Meek Mill before I start get on here, bumping in the bathroom with my, with my head down, with my uh, speaker, my headphones on, just rocking. So... Uh, I also want to use the teleprompter as a guide personally, right? Now, the reason why is because I want to be able to look directly into your eyes when I talk to you. I want you to feel what I'm saying. When I, you, see, you see my brown eyes? Funny enough, I had a convo yesterday with Melissa's friend. Uh, shout out to Ariel. And we were talking about all of us in the same room, by the way. Nobody was cheating. We were all in the same room talking about eyes, color, right? Now, you guys don't know this. But when I was younger, when I was probably like 18, 19, right? I was on this like f have sex with as many women as possible. My goal was like I think it was like five thousand. That was my goal, right? I'm nowhere near that number, but that was my goal. I wanted to become one of the guys that just oh, just oh, just that's a lot of sex, right? And I was reading about the game and I was learning about psychology of women and how to, you know, be the alpha male. You know, you know, that, you know, that new term everybody loves to say it's a stupid term, by the way, but the alpha male of the group. That was me. Right. So. One thing that I realized was that girls like guys with nice, with nice eyes, right? So what I was going to do was I had planned to go to, I think it was Nigeria, and get my eye color changed to light brown, like a hazel. So when I walk past girls, they go, oh my God, did you see his eyes? Like right now, imagine you're looking to the camera and look, 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 look close, look real close, okay? Imagine my eyes were light brown and I had hair like this. And a beard like this. How could you not? How could you see me walking on the street and not be like, oh my God, who is that? And then you're, listen, I'm 5'11 and three quarters. All right? You know that's, you know that's sexy. You know that you know that's sexy. First of all, cut it out. I'm 5'11 and three quarters. She be lying. I'm 5'11 and three quarters. All right? Tell me that's not sexy. Look at that. Look at my, look at my hair. Watch this. You see that? Sex. Sex appeal. So, like I said, I was thinking about doing that. Um, but the main point, what I'm saying is I want to be able to make eye contact with the camera as I'm speaking. And I feel like when I'm reading the words on the teleprompter, my eyes look like I, like I have no soul. Like I'm not even looking to the camera. I just look like, like you, if you want to do this to me, you just want to wave your hand in front of my face. Like, are you still there? It's weird. But now, like I said, I want you guys to feel me inside of you. <laughs> what? That's what I want. You should feel my eyes inside of your eyes. Sir, you're probably talking to a man right now. Listen, all the men who heard that, just, just fast forward. Or you didn't hear it. it wasn't for you. It was for somebody. Else. Pretend you're watching a porn and that was the the guy's penis, and you just ignore that. Just what do are that. You talking about? Edit all this out. Because <laughs> question, question, question. When you watch porn, right? Do you look at the girl's vagina? To. You. I'm not talking to you. Because I know a lot of guys be like, "Yo, when I'm watching porn, I don't look at the guy's penis." Or oh, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I do not care for this. Hold thing. on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna tell you what they say. I'm gonna tell you what guys say. Guys say that when they're about to orgasm, they won't orgasm while the guy's penis is on the screen. That's what they do. That's crazy. I do not care for this conversation. So I'm just saying that's what they that's what they be doing. So I don't. I'm just I'm just letting you guys know if y'all be doing that. When I was talking to the women, you I could just pretend it's the same thing. Um. I'm working. I am working on using less contractions. I don't think I did it too well. Yeah, I know I talk about it all the time. I'm still, I am still working on that. I don't know why my words sound the way they do. Also, another surgery I was going to get. 
other than penis enlargement surgery. I was going to get a jaw reconfiguration because I felt like my jaw is too far forward and I felt like that's why my words are becoming all right because my jaw is too far forward. So contractions, that's the reason why because my jaw is too far forward. Um, and something I talked about last week, right? I talked about having an influence on younger people. Now, this is something that happened to me when I was in college and shout out to his name was Greg Torch, right? And this is something that will always stick with me my entire life because it was just one of those moments that just go, wow, like it opens your eyes to a different perspective. So it's basketball related and I just got to college to play basketball, right? I'm a freshman. Uh, he might have been a sophomore or a junior, I think. And he was bigger than me. He might have been like 6'3", 6'4", probably like 195 pounds. At, the, at that time, I was 160, right? And he was good. He was athletic. He could jump, dunk. Wasn't a great shooter, but could shoot. And he could drive to the basket very well, right? And he played defense very well. So, I, we were playing against each other in 5-on-5 you know, five five during practice or whatever. And I used to score on him and he used to score on me. Just stuff like that, right? But I remember saying one time to him, like... Like I said, he's a good defender. He was he was he was probably probably uh, slowing me down or stopping me more than I was scoring. But I was still getting my buckets as a freshman, so that's always a good thing. However, I said to him, "Yeah, man, you know, you're lucky that you older than me. You had more time to like get stronger." And he looked at me with like so much disgust, in a sense. And I felt I was like, "Damn, that's kind of crazy." And he said to me. He's, I think he's, I don't even, he might have said, don't say that. He was like, yo, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, what? He was like, because he looked at me as, he had respect for me as a basketball player. And then for me to say that, it kind of diminishes my skill and his, and his, his skill by me saying, hey, I, if I was as big as you, I'd be, and it's like, oh, okay. So I'm not even going to play anymore because you don't even feel like we're on the same level uh skill wise and it stuck with me because i was making excuses as to why he was slowing me down as opposed to making myself better and by him saying that i'm like damn i want to be that person that he was to me in that moment to other people it makes them want to be better because it really hit me like yo you can't be saying things like that donovan like if you you can't say the reason that you don't have x or whatever the case is is because that person was alive longer than you it's like listen you got to work harder that's all that is i got to work harder so that's something i talked about last week as far as having a legacy and as far as the people who are younger than me who i am around like i want to be i want them to be the best version of themselves and if i can help to do that then i will definitely do that and the last thing which again is very hard for me to do i think i did it better today what do you think well let me know Speaking slower, ha. I think he disagrees. So I thought I was speaking slower, <laughs> but I guess I was not. I don't know. In my head, I'd be feeling like I'm speaking mad slow. Not mad slow, but slow enough. But when Melissa hears it, she's like, I'm not speaking that slow. And I don't know if it's because I'm not, you know, enunciating or whatever, but I got to figure it out. I don't know. It's more so in the beginning. I think when you, I think when you are... I think you may be afraid of losing people's attention mm -hmm. um, during the intro of the podcast. So you kind of speed it up mm -hmm. and then you kind of just, whew, okay, I'm done. Like, I, and, and you go into your normal speaking pace mm -hmm. afterwards. Hmm. Cause I said, to me, it always feels slow. 
And it's hard for me to determine what's slow and what is um, normal. Because here's the thing, right? What I cut out from your video is how I feel like I'm talking when I'm not talking at my speed pace. And that's why I'm like, am I talking like that? And that's why I don't know if I am or not. I mean, do you, how do you feel when you watch it back? For the most part, you're usually right. Uh, but there have been times where I'm like, mm, that, didn't, I, that sounded too slow. So I think that, but like I said, it's hard for me to gauge it. I just think, I think you should try and speak in your comfortable tone. That is comfortable to me. I think it is. I don't. It doesn't sound comfortable because I can hear you tripping over your words. You'll you'll say like I think today you're trying to say guys or girls or something like that, mm -hmm. and you just you you skip the s. You just mm. <laughs> just kept going. Damn. So it's like I don't know if that's really comfortable for you because you're not like try to get all your words out, like all the syllables out. That's how, that's, how, ooh, that's how, what do you mean all the all of my syllables like you like that contractions. You say all you of my say syllables but you have to make the t sound you have to make the like you know you have to try can't and get everything can't you see i don't know if you said to <laughs> <laughs> you can't, i'm like can't can't it sounds like maybe you said the t but you didn't and i know you <laughs> So try to make a, I think if you make a conscious decision to try and say can't, won't, you know, shouldn't. But I feel like I'm talking like somebody that's for, that's like this, this, uh, what's the word that we use for that? Um, illiterate. By enunciating? Exactly. <laughs> if I started talking like, uh, let me see, verbatim because look lifeless when i do that doesn't sound bad see that's crazy because that sounds crazy to me so like i said one you, you have somebody has to remind me maybe you'll put on next episode and maybe because it's a verbatim but it's like verbatim verbatim but you see it's, 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 you said two different things you said verbatim and verbate verbatim verbatim but i'm not i'm not talking about in the middle of words i'm talking about when you're ending them so but they but, but it's the same won't girls S? No, you cut out your endings. Mm, I do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. So, uh, let me see. Can you scroll down? I want to see if... How much time we have? Because I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but... I definitely can't do nothing. All right. So, my producer said that uh, we we have reached our time limit. And... But it used to, you stop recording after the first... I mean, it's probably over an hour. It's definitely over an hour, but it might be like an hour I think it's less. I think it's less than that. I feel like we we turned this off and then we also restarted from the beginning. Remember, we restarted. I started the. I started the um, timer from the second. Time. Oh, okay. So the, yeah, yeah. What that mean? Shit. We're gonna have to just listen, guys. Listen, y'all know what it is. We about to be back here next week. Uh, we getting back in the groove. I feel it. I feel it. I think that uh, the losses that we took or will take are. We're gonna be the next week or the last week, the next two weeks, as opposed to it dragging out for a long amount of time. I think that's great. I don't want our or my I'm sorry, our I don't want my bad behavior to cost us down the line. So I think that we've been able to minimize the damage. I think that I have been able to minimize minimize my own damage. What are you talking about? And I've been jumping about I'm talking about I'm journaling and stuff. All right, I'm journaling. Um 
and I'm studying for real estate. But regardless of that, y'all know what it is. We'll have to get up, to get up out of here. Uh, what was that? Don't worry about what that was. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing. But you heard. You heard something? Who heard something? But you heard. You gonna listen back to it and be like, damn. But you heard. That's not normal. That's not normal to me. But you heard. All right. Okay. So if you have not already, go check out our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray. D O N I V A N G R A Y. And you have the beautiful, phenomenal, amazing Melissa Gray. A N E T A B U R N. Okay. We have six different projects over here on this side. We have the food project. We got the clothing project. We got the music project. We got the fitness project. We have the sports project. And we have the Bamboo Project Podcast, which you are listening to right now. You know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Pipe 2021. We going up all year. You know the vibes. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out. So it's like 730. You did not say no tease, Bamboo. What you mean? Podcast. What? Podcast. Are you serious? Yes. He's a bamboo project. Ow. I'm going to say that shit, man. I'm going to say that shit, man. No.